Hi friends, how's it going? Welcome back. I hope everyone's having a really cozy day. Sorry, I was like mid yawn. Um, really cozy day. Obviously, I'm feeling very comfortable. And I just realized I feel like so many podcasters will like start their episodes like this is Michelle Simon and you're listening to Lemon Water. Like I've never done that and I don't know why I just thought of that, but I just realized I've never done that. And like every podcast I listen to does that. So that's really strange. Maybe it's something I'll adopt for the future. <laughs> okay, well, how's everyone doing? I wanted to come on here and record a solo episode for the end of the year. I know you loved, well, I also really loved recording the last solo episode. It was my first one ever. I didn't anticipate being able to like doing it. I also didn't anticipate anyone liking it, but it was interesting for me because it was basically me just talking to myself for quite some time. And usually I'm used to like that interview style. So I have asked on social a couple weeks ago about some questions and prompts that you guys wanted to hear me talk about this episode. So I have some stuff written down and I feel like it'll be a really good um, Q&A. A lot of the questions are work-related and just mental health support and all of that. I just wanted to reflect on the past year. It is so crazy that I think that this has been like the fastest year of my life. And I say that every year. So I kind of think that it just keeps getting faster and faster. What I love about this time, also it's a really it used to be a really sad time for me. I feel like the end of the year was like, I always used to feel really lonely and isolated just because I, you know, I don't really celebrate Christmas and a lot of people around me do and they travel and, you know, they spend time with family and loved ones. So yeah. So I was really hoping to not feel like that this year. And I will say it's been a very enjoyable December. Also, my birthday is coming up, which is crazy, and I'm turning 30, and that's just so wild, but I'm so excited for that and turning 30 and what's to come, and I don't feel sad or anxious or scared. I actually feel really inspired and energized and looking forward to the future, which is nice because I feel like some people might feel differently about that, but not me. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to like look back at this past year and I feel like, I mean, I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun, even though I didn't feel quote unquote as like productive as I wanted to be. And you know what? Like, I don't care. I had a great time. I got to travel. I got to see new places, experience some, you know, new things. I, yeah, I just, if we want to be transparent for a second. So turning 30, turning 30, I'm not even 30 yet, but it's interesting because one of my goals forever was to make it on that very annoying. And I say annoying, like it's not annoying for those who have made it. I'm so proud of everyone who's made it you are deserving of being there. But it's an annoying thing to think about for those who wanted to get on it and didn't get on it. And that is the Forbes 30 under 30 list. It is a silly little list. 
And for some people, it brings a lot of validation. And it was a goal of mine forever. And, you know, now that I think about it, I feel like it was just, it's a goal to prove to yourself that you can do something. And yeah, but at the end of the day, there are so many other, I mean, you are way more than a list. See, this is me giving myself affirmations right now. You're way more than a list and your career highlights. So with that being said, it's pretty bummed out. Got over it very quickly. I can tell you that very, very quickly. (laughs) To be honest, I actually think last year was the last year I could qualify because this year I'm turning 30. So I no longer qualify. With that being said, it's just a time for me to reflect. And there are some things that I accomplished this year that for some might not be a big deal, but for me, it was actually a huge deal. And it actually made me feel like I, one, have been able to prove to myself that patience and resilience and, you know, will get you somewhere, (laughs) will get me somewhere. So I just want to talk about these three things. These are three things that I accomplished and I'm very proud of them. And I hope that after this, you take time to think about some things that you were able to get done this year. And it might not seem like a big deal to others, but for you, it is actually really important. And for that, it could be graduating school, finishing a program, completing a course. Oh, so those are all like school related, but, or learning something new, picking up a new hobby, finding a like and interest, or even just giving yourself the grace to not overwork and overstimulate yourself. So anyways, with all that being said, the first thing that I got done this year, which was actually huge. (laughs) And it's something that I probably should have done 13 years ago. However, as you've heard me speak about in the past, it's not something that I was, you know, I'm not someone that is good with testing environments. It's just, it's just not me. It's not something that I thrive in. It's not a condition that I do well in. And okay, so the buildup, the buildup is so real, but I got my license this year. I got my full driver's license. And I, <laughs> honestly, I can't believe it because now I never have to worry about it again. And I say that because in if you live in Toronto, you know, if you have your G2, you're like in this limbo, you need to get your G to just like finish it all and like complete it. And you never have to, you never have to take a test again if you get your G. And I was putting it off for six years because mind you, It took me seven tries to get my G1. So G1 is like the written test. It took me four tries to get my G2. And it took me two tries to get my G. Does that mean I'm a bad driver? No, I know I'm not a bad driver. Do I have anxiety? Yes, we knew that. And due to that anxiety, it affected how I performed on the test. And these mistakes that I was making over and over again, the instructor would literally look at me and he's like, you know how to drive. 
you're, you're in your head and your, your hands are sweating. And my hands were always sweating. Like I could not get calm. My heart rate was like in my ears. It was crazy, crazy town. And I know I'm not alone. I know so many of you that are probably listening to this have experienced the exact same thing. And if you haven't, I am so jealous. I envy you. But so I got my G and it was probably the happiest moment of my life. And the tester just like looks at me and like rolls his, like he was just like, I don't think he's ever seen anyone this happy. And it was probably very strange for him, but not strange for me, but I got that done and it made me feel so good. So that's it. I just got that done. So it's never too late to get your license, my friends. And do, am I going to drive? Probably most likely not, but it's just something that I wanted to get done. Okay. License out of the way. Second, this was something again that I wanted since I was in the 10th grade. Okay. I promised myself that in my twenties, at some point I was going to get this done. I was going to get this completed. And it was a dream of mine. And that is, I finally, after two and a half years, of waiting and trying and the headache and stress that comes with it. I finally got my visa. So my visa to work in the US, which is so exciting and I'm so happy. And for those of you who have ever gone through the process, when you finally find out that it happens, it's like a million pounds is lifted off of your shoulders. It is such a stressful process. And the reason I did it, this does not mean that I'm getting up and I'm moving my life to America at any point. I'm really excited what that's going to bring and how that's going to support my growth and my career. Because as you know, I do work with some amazing, incredible brands that are based in the U.S. And yeah, it's just going to be great. So that also is out of the way. And that was a crazy process. And so shout out to everyone that helped me get through that because there was a lot of you. And then, so this is something that I actually never thought that I was going to talk about. The reason I am talking about this is because I know that if I had someone or I knew of someone who had spoken about this, then I think my experience would have been a little bit different. And that is, so I recently got hearing aids because I can't hear. I have incredibly severe hearing loss to the point that it has affected my social life and it has affected how I kind of just perform everyday tasks. I know it's not something that you would ever have noticed because I was incredibly good at masking it in the sense that like I, you just, you wouldn't have known, but in the past about, I think, you know, the pandemic brought it out a little bit more because people have been wearing masks and it was just so difficult to communicate for a lot of people, like not even people that are hard of hearing. It was just a really big sensory blockage because I didn't even know this until, you know, I started going through this whole testing period, but majority of my life I was reading lips. So having that part taken away from me was like huge and it just hindered a lot of things, you know, how I kind of found out that this was a huge 
blocker was because I was really disengaged in public conversations. And, you know, I just never really knew what was going on. It just tired me out to the point that I just wouldn't go out because I couldn't really understand people when I was going out. And it just was, yeah, it was really difficult. But yeah, I'm speaking out about this because there were many times that I think it's so much easier said than done. Like some people might be listening to this and are like, well, hearing aids are, you know, just like glasses. And if you can't see, you go go get tested, you know, your prescription, you get glasses. 1000%, I believe that that should be the case. But with hearing, it's actually a little bit different. And I've spoken to a couple of people who experience the same thing as me. And I think it's a commonly known thing that because not as many people do get tested for their hearing or go get help, the the help that they need, and which is, you know, getting hearing aids, it's not as commonly known. So when you do see someone wearing hearing aids, you kind of, you do start sometimes treating them a little bit differently. And yeah, I do want to talk more about this topic. I definitely want to have a guest on here with me who has also gone through this and just want to shed light on the situation. I am saying this because this was something that I was avoiding for two to three years and I didn't really want to confront it because again, I didn't want to any sort of stigma in my head, in my mind that I had. I didn't want that to be kind of like projected on how my reality really was. So yeah, I put it off. And all I can say is that now that I have been wearing them for about two months, I'm still in like this really big like trial phase with them because I'm hearing sounds that I've never heard before, heard before. And they affect me in like really weird ways sometimes. I'm like very hyper overstimulated in public, especially when certain weather is happening, aka rain or wind. I get really triggered, but yeah, so I'm just adjusting. But so far, I want to say that my life has really changed for the better. Something so minimal as like, I didn't know that I could like that I could snap my fingers successfully. And like, whenever I tell my friends, they laugh hysterically because they're like, what? I'm like, I literally didn't know. Like I never heard a sound when I snapped my fingers. So that one's like crazy. Also just like water running from a faucet. It's a different sensation. It's like completely different and it's wild. And yeah, so that's just me. I'm adjusting. And again, I also just want to say that I'm incredibly privileged that this is just hearing loss. Hearing loss is not reversible. However, There are people that have been born completely deaf and they can't hear. And so just having this, it's a huge adjustment. I know that my situation is incredibly different than others, but this is still my experience. And yeah, I'm just kind of like living through it. And with that being said, though, if anyone has any questions, feel free to reach out um, just because... Yeah, I just, again, I wish that there was someone kind of that I knew that had this beforehand. I met some incredible people after the fact, but beforehand, because it's just, it's really reassuring when you just see someone else going through the same thing. Um, But yeah, so those three things, all of them have nothing to do with 
how well I'm doing at work, how, you know, who I am in my career, all of that. These are all three completely different things that I had to personally work on discipline and focus. And I mean, focus and discipline go hand in hand, but just patience as well. Patience with myself. So that's that. Now, now that that's out of the way, again, I want you to prompt yourself and think about all the things that you were able to get done this year, small or big, that you're proud of yourself for. Because I think that we should all be so proud of ourselves for just trying, trying, and that's it. Okay, let's move into the AMAs because these are great. So first and foremost, this question was asked like six times, which is interesting. I yeah. College degree, is it worth it? Yes or no? So for my last episode, you definitely have heard me say, would I have changed anything about my past and my trajectory? No, I wouldn't have because I believe that me going through all those loops and, you know, all that stuff was kind of just me being able to get to where I am today and just that was my path and that was the reason why I'm here. And I've, I've made peace with that. Do I still have college debt? Yes, I do. And do I resent it? No, I don't. Because again, this was part of my journey. This is part of my story. I would not, I don't sit here and say I wouldn't done the X, Y, and Z. No. However, if I was in school right now and I had the decision to go to college or university, or maybe figure it out for a couple of years, 1000%, I would take the route of figuring it out for a couple of years. Why? Because when you're 18, you have no idea what you want to do. And you're put into this situation where you're taking out an insane amount of debt, which I don't know if this is true or not, but I'm making up a stat in my head. I'm sure 80% of people cannot afford to pay for school. I sure as hell couldn't. I took out debt and I took out a loan and I'm still paying it back. And so do I think that is worth it? I mean, if you are 18 and 19 and you know 100% you want to be a doctor, yes, that is absolutely worth it. Same goes for if you know you want to be a lawyer or you want to be an accountant or an engineer. Yes, but majority of people don't know that. And that's okay. So you take a couple of years to yourself and you figure it out. And community college is one of the best things ever because these are hands-on tangible skills that you learn and that you can actually apply into the real world right away. So graphic design, there you go. Digital marketing, SEO. There are so many things that you can learn that you'll be able to transfer into a job as soon as you're done. However, I did actually have a friend of mine who is working for this company to check out. So this is not an ad. I haven't even checked it out myself, but she like sent me a lot of information about it and it's called outlier.org. And so the founder of Masterclass, they were also the creative director of Masterclass. They um, created this platform. It's like an online type school with incredible speakers it's just something to definitely check out if you're interested in like an alternative way of learning. So yes, that is outlier.org. 
And yeah, so that's all I have to say about it. And I hope that gives you a little bit of clarity. Yeah, I, I, I don't have a yes or no answer because it, it, it varies for everyone. Taking a quick break from our episode with a message from our sponsors. Elixir is the first tech-enabled platform to deliver personalized traditional Chinese medicine by combining centuries of knowledge, medicinal herbs, and clinical research to empower self-healing. Beginning with menstrual and hormone health, Elixir brings an East meets West approach to underserved and stigmatized area of chronic care. Elixir's Hero Product Psychobalance is a personalized formula of medicinal herbs that holistically support menstrual symptoms by treating the underlying hormonal imbalances that cause them. It is clinically proven to significantly reduce the severity of 15 common menstrual symptoms, including cramps, mood swings, bloating, and more. Not only do I love how Elix makes me feel, I love their commitment to educating their community on how to tune in to their own bodies and heal naturally. Start healing today by taking their free 15-minute health assessment and use code LEMONWATER15 for 15% off your first order of Psychobalance. Now, back to our episode. And best advice for finding yourself. Best advice. So this is something that I'm currently dealing with too. And I think finding yourself, there's no end destination. It's not like, okay, this is who Michelle is, X, Y, and Z. I think that it's an ever-growing, evolving process that we're constantly learning things about ourselves. So let's not, like, we're not lost souls that need to be found. I think we just want to learn more about ourselves, which is what everyone should be doing. And I think the way to do that is spend as much time alone as you can. So try out hobbies, but alone. Try out different activities. Read. Go to cafes by yourself. Take yourself out for lunch. Spend time alone journaling and just it will come again. It's like, there's not one aha moment and you're like, I know who I am. It's like, I think the process is just knowing what you like and what you don't like and being confident in those decisions. But yeah, so moving on tips for making the dark months cozy cooking at home, um, cooking amazing meals at home, stews, soups, pastas, roasting chickens and vegetables and everything, all that stuff. Take time and nourish yourselves. And there's no other way, better way to do it than to actually cook for yourself. I want to be sharing more recipes, but I think that a prompt for me to you is try out two new recipes a month. Just try it. It'll, it's exciting. And if that's baking for you, go ahead. I am not a baker. Um, but definitely cooking is my thing. Also, obviously, if you aren't already, definitely be taking a vitamin D because that is a vitamin that gets us through the cold winters. (laughs) And yeah, try to move your body when you can, when you feel up for it. And that's about it for making the dark months cozy. Imposter syndrome as a creative, how do you cope? So something that I actually learned and came to terms with this year after talking to a lot of people in the industry who are actually a lot older than myself as well. So if you met them, you'd be like, oh my God, like they are, you know, they are well into their career. They're a professional, which they are. We like a hundred percent, they are. And something that I've learned, the common denominator with every single person is that 
situations will always be ever-changing. And because of that, there is no manual or guidebook on how to act or feel in situations. So with that being said, it also means that nobody knows what they're doing. Things are always changing. And so because of that, we also need to adapt. And because that is happening, you feeling like an imposter because you're thinking, I don't deserve this job. I do, how am I here? No, no, you are meant to be here. You are meant to do the work that you're doing and you are worthy and you are deserving for all the opportunities that come. But just know that the people who are above you also don't really know what they're doing at times. And that's okay. We don't all have the answers and we don't all know. I don't even know where I was going with that, but we don't all have the answers and that's okay. And you just need to come at peace with it. Every single person in one way or another is going to have this feeling of imposter syndrome. Sometimes it never goes away. And sometimes you'll be, you'll be so proud of yourself and you're like, I did that. I got this done. So it's just learning how to make peace with your imposter syndrome and just also sometimes telling it to shut up and leave you alone. And that's it. Positive self-talk. If that is changing the background of your phone, putting post-its on your bathroom mirror, on your computer, just affirming that you are deserving and you are meant to be here. That is my advice. <laughs> okay. Work-life balance. Hmm. That's interesting. Work-life balance. I will say, I think I've been really good with at work-life balance since about August, but it took a lot of time. And I think at the beginning, I know this kind of seems like so counterproductive, but scheduling something, but your time, like me time, scheduling me time is really important because if it's on the schedule, if you're like me and you follow a schedule and you follow a routine, I think once it's in there, you will prioritize it. Okay. So morning and night routine. You guys love this. Everyone loves this all the time. Basically for morning and night routine, morning is super simple. I don't wash my face in the morning from the night before. Oh, let's talk about before that. So I have not used an alarm for almost three years now. It has been a blessing. I love it. It really helps me not be a grumpy old mess when I wake up. So I have been waking up consistently around the same time always. Um, and that is about, I want to say between 6.50 to 7.20, I kind of rise with the sun, not to sound annoying, but that's really just because I have been going to bed once it gets dark, like I'm in bed by nine o'clock and I'm hoping to be asleep by 9.30, 10. So yeah, so stay in bed for about half an hour. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I am not the no phone rule. I'm on my phone for the first 30 minutes, just finding puppies or little animals on the internet that are going to spark joy. Then I get out of bed and I... Okay, so bathroom routine, don't wash my face in the morning, a little bit of toning mist, a hydrating serum, and a moisturizer. Drink a full glass of water, have my moon juice super you because I cannot live without them, which is pretty bad. My moon juice super you and my seed probiotic. Then I have my coffee with my favorite collagen. Then I head over to Pilates and me heading over to Pilates has now been a three week occurrence. And I'm very proud of myself. 
and I want to see how long I can keep this up. It has definitely made me feel stronger, more confident, and just great. Everyone loves Pilates. So I've been doing that, and my nighttime routine is, again, like I said, I watch a show, watch a movie downstairs, then wash my face, do a little bit of skincare, which has actually been very minimal recently, and I go to bed, and that's it. I sometimes take an extra magnesium at night, so I know I only named like three supplements that I take. I do take quite a bit currently because I'm currently in this testing phase of something, which you'll I will be sharing later on, but that is pretty much what I have been doing for morning and night. Okay, so what would you do if you were starting out? Now, this is an interesting question because I don't think that I would be like, so I was trying to interpret this question as like, what would I be doing now if I wasn't doing what I'm currently doing and I'm starting my career? So I really think that I wouldn't be able to follow the same path only because when I started, when I kind of branched into, you know, when I started Lemon Water and I started the page and it started growing and I made this beautiful community, there wasn't like millions of accounts like that out there. So not saying I invented anything or I was the first, absolutely not. It just wasn't, there wasn't as many. And because when there's not as many, it's not such a busy and messy market. And I say messy in the sense that like when there's so many of the same thing, it kind of gets like a little bit diluted. So I would absolutely probably take a different strategy. I might be utilizing TikTok as a platform. It's not something that I'm, I create, I don't create on TikTok. It's not something that I have a knack for. It's, it's just, I feel like once you get into a TikTok hole, you're like in it. And I just, I feel like I have too much. My brain can't handle it, but it's a, I've seen incredible things come out of that app and people have been growing and it's been changing their lives, which is amazing. Kudos to them. So I kind of think that maybe I would use that platform and just see, I don't know. The thing is, is that I feel like I really was able to have my eyes everywhere to see. And I was also trying out a lot of things too, right? Like I, I did this podcast and I had the Instagram account and I also was always networking and meeting people. I think I would still be doing that. I'd still be doing all of that. But again, there are so many different platforms now. So it's just, it's a lot, but I think if there's any advice that I could probably give, it would just be consistency and discipline will go hand in hand in order to be successful at anything that you do. And that is something that I also need to remind myself. I think we are in this, we're we're a generation that really is obsessed with quick schemes. Like I say schemes, obviously I know no one's scheming, but everyone wants everything to happen overnight. And without really realizing that things that last take a lot of time. So whether that is growing a community on a certain platform, like you need to be consistent with it. You need to be disciplined with it. And time and time again, I'm reading interviews with people who have like gone quote unquote viral recently. Like this wasn't something they tried once or twice. Like they were committing to these things for like two to three years before anything happened. And again, 
I know I'm not a creator by any means of that sort of new wave creating, but I think it applies to any single thing that you do. So if you want to be in digital marketing, if you want to be in production, if you want to be in creative strategy, all those things, like you're going to need to keep up with it and network and meet people and, you know, talk to different people and see how they got to where they were and just, yeah, stay focused and realize what you love and what you don't love. If you can figure that out early on, it will be in your benefit. So next question is best book, best book first and foremost, Everyone should always have, I don't want to mess it up, but the four agreements, everyone should own that book and everyone should read it at least twice a year. It is so amazing. I bought it four or five years ago. I have it. It's highlighted. I revert back to it. It is great. So the four agreements is an absolute must. I am currently reading Atomic Habits, which I have a feeling right now, I'm only in chapter one, but I have a feeling it's going to be similar to a lot of self-help books I read, but kind of into one. And from what I can gather, it's making small changes into your daily routines that become habits that will really help lasting change. And yeah, so I will report back on that. But that is currently what I'm reading. So what else? I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for being here. I know this journey has been incredibly inconsistent, but I'm human and I am very self-aware at the fact that I know I have not been disciplined with this platform. That's because I'm trying to really think about how I want to best utilize it and show up. And with that being said, things are coming in 2023. I'm currently in this very intense ideation processing time, but in the next couple months, I mean, by February, you will know what's going on. And I'm really excited for this next chapter, next step. I think that it'll really be a little bit more clear and concise in terms of the communication style and the conversations that I'm going to be having. And it's going to be great. And with that, I also want to say that there is a very high chance that in 2023, I will be starting a newsletter. And this is because I've been getting asked, I've been getting asked to do one and I was very insecure about my writing style, but I don't care. I just think that this is a next step that I do want to take because I am oftentimes asked about things that I cannot write in paragraph forms via DM as much as I would love to. So it will be put in a nice little newsletter for all of you to enjoy. And I hope you enjoy it. That's all I really want to say. Again, I love each and every one of you. And I have so much gratitude and respect and admiration for everyone for joining me. And, you know, whenever I put these out, you're all so, so, so supportive. And I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. So thank you for being here from the beginning, a lot of you. So I want you to stay well and get excited for next year. And everyone write down what they're looking forward to in the coming year. And just, this is the time to get cozy. That's for sure. Well, I love you all. And I hope that I'll see you soon.